everyone, welcome to Mums on Cloud9. I'm Heather Black, a coach and champion for women in tech and founder of Supermums, a global brand supporting mums to develop a career in the Salesforce ecosystem. The Mums on Cloud9 podcast aims to inspire mums to progress their career in the Salesforce sector, from starting out to climbing the career ladder. We provide tips and insight on how to succeed in your career and overcome adversity that many women can face within the workplace. During Series 5, I'm talking to inspirational people about how to develop your leadership skills and styles to help you thrive in your career. These skills are valuable within any job role, from admins to architects, to build successful relationships and achieve great outcomes. Sadly though, many women can be portrayed as bossy or demanding when they are leading, and statistics show that there are less women represented in leadership positions than men. So how can we tip this balance and change the perception and reality and support more women to thrive in leadership roles? This week on the podcast, I'm talking about how to attract and retain women within the workplace. We find many companies in the Salesforce space still have an unequal balance because there are less women in the tech space. So that then equates to having less women within their workforces. Some of the companies we've been engaging with are on a mission to make sure they have a 50-50 gender split, which is absolutely fantastic. And we're really enjoying working with those companies to help them get the balance right. To discuss this topic, I'm delighted to be joined by Stella Sutcliffe today, who's Head of Business Development at Supermums and has a fantastic background helping businesses to equal out their gender balance. Stella, welcome to the call today. Thank you very much, Heather. It's um, wonderful to be here and um, and obviously to be leading on the, um, the levelling up campaign, which welcomes employers to join in a programme which helps them to progress with um, exactly everything that you've just said. So with uh, attracting, recruiting, retaining and progressing women in their workplace. It's something that I've always actually been passionate about. Um, I think for, for the last decade, I've been a diversity and inclusion consultant in addition to my day job. And uh, with my diversity and inclusion work, I help employers with all sorts of uh, gender inclusion challenges and with uh, demonstrating their commitment to progress. So I've worked with employers that are large and small in the public and private sector on various different projects uh, with regards to their policies and with progressing their cultures um, and generally with closing their gender pay gaps. That's fantastic. We were really impressed with your background when you joined Supermum and we're thinking, yes, this is exactly what we're needing to really help those businesses level up their playing field. So why is this topic important? Why has it been something you've worked on for the last 10 years? Why is it that businesses struggle to get that gender balance right? I think because there um, there are certain jobs and certain um, sectors where it's seen as being more difficult to attract women into certain types of, of roles, but it really shouldn't be. I think it's important to me because if you don't have a place at the table for everybody, if you're not inviting people from all across all of the nine protected characteristics to join in the um, the progression and the uh, of your organisation, uh, then you're not really fulfilling the uh, the true ambitions of your organization you're not really maximizing the potential you're not um, actually encouraging true diversity of thoughts and uh, moreover if you're not actually attracting more women to the table um, if you're not attracting women into each different departments and each different team within your organization effectively then you're actually making it much more difficult for the women that are there to um, to represent women to represent diversity of thought and actually what you're creating is is a feeling that women might actually want to exit your business because they don't feel that shared that shared value they don't feel that shared sense of of belonging because they are one of many so that's why I um I felt that uh, it was something that I was very passionate about I think there is a, a 
feeling that uh, we are progressing in terms of gender equality in the world. But I think there's um, there are a lot of areas of gender equality in the workplace that we're still not achieving in society. Luckily, employers, I think, are, are very enthusiastic to be able to close this gap with some. The enthusiasm um, is is truly represented by their policies and their commitment to positive cultures. And with other employers, I think they're still unfortunately at the start of that journey. They're still looking at what needs to be done. Mm. And why is it a driver for companies? Because companies say, yes, 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 it's something we need to address. But what's going to drive them to actually pay attention to this? What are the tangible benefits for companies in really thinking about that gender balance and putting proactive strategies in place? Well, um, I think for obviously women are still only paid 90 pence for every one pound earned by men so um equal payday towards the end of the year uh, actually occurs when if you were to if if women where women would would stop earning when men would continue and um obviously organizations now have to publish their gender pay gaps if they're over a certain size so um, so it's it's very transparent now if an organization is not demonstrating fairness um, and the Equality Act 2010 actually dictates that you cannot demonstrate unfairness in this way. So um, there is now real pressure on organisations, and rightly so, to make sure that they are assessing all of their pay strategies and all of their gender equality strategies. So I think there is a driver in terms of the law and what needs to be done. Okay. Um, but there is also a driver in that the um, for many organisations, there's an acceptance that to achieve true diversity of thought is also to achieve greater things as, a, as an organisation. Um, it means that you're actually thinking around your challenges a little bit more. You're actually overcoming your barriers in a better way. And um, for all organisations, it's, it's quite rare that you're, uh, the, the people that you exist for, your customers, your clients, the public, whoever it is that you serve, you're not just serving men, you're serving women. And to be able to do that, you have to be able to call upon people with lived experience of having been in that category. And um, so you, you're, you need to have women in your workforce to be able to effectively fulfill your mission as an organisation. Mm, fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. So what is the levelling up campaign about? What are you running with that and how can it support businesses? Well, Supermoms launched the levelling up campaign on International Women's Day this year, and we did it to invite women and businesses to come together and speak about what needed to be done to achieve gender parity in the working world. For us at Supermoms, we are obviously working within the tech field, and this is so important to me because in all of my experience with tackling gender pay gaps, the gender pay gap is never more grey than it is within IT departments and tech departments, within CRM teams. It's always one of the departments that seems to really struggle with upskilling and, and training and recruiting women. So, um, so this is a brilliant campaign to be a part of. And all the speakers on the day covered how we are in changing times and that a diverse culture is essential to future-proofing your business. So we, we brought in an author and we brought in um, some of our sponsors and we to talk about why it's actually important to them. And we talked about the um, how policies and um, engagement are demonstrating consistency, involving employees and, and making sure that you're also retaining women as well um, is, is so important with closing these gender pay gaps and digital skills gaps, which we know exist out there in uh, in 
uh, within CRM teams, there's a, um, a huge digital skills gap as well. So we talked about obviously how supermums could help with closing that gap um, and not just with, you know, recruiting more women into your business, but making those women who are already working for you feel valued. And I think we um, we then produced 40 top tips as a downloadable. Um, so there was an action plan for employers to follow. But we also recognise that this is an opportunity that is not just a one-off. This is not just for International Women's Day, and nor should anybody's um, focuses on uh, on gender parity. The focus should continue throughout the year. It should be something that employers should be returning to again and again. And things like International Women's Day uh, should be used to just shine a spotlight on great continuous work that is happening all the time. Absolutely, because there's lots of people doing different things, isn't it? And it's sharing that best practice and learning. So that was really exciting. What do you see within the ecosystem so far, having spoken to some employees working in this space? Um, One of the stats that I was always really amazed about was that if you look at all the Salesforce admins and the data that Salesforce have, they were saying that 50% of Salesforce admins are women. So it's great to see that we've got a gender balance at that lower level of admins and people coming into this space. So is that transcending into companies already working in Salesforce already? I think for some companies, it definitely is. Um, as you say, it's um, it's great to see that you've got a bit of parity when it comes to Salesforce admin. But I think what organisations really could and should be focusing on is how they are continuing to nurture that those skills. Um, as we know, you know, this Salesforce Ohana is, is really very welcoming and we've got our own alumni at Supermums where there is a real enthusiasm and um, you know at some of our networking events you really do feel that um, that enthusiasm and that support for wanting to continue to learn whether it's um, just specific trailheads or whether it's actually thinking we know I've achieved this particular this particular thing with becoming a Salesforce admin but actually, I want to continue. I want to uh, be able to look at uh, business analyst skills and I want to uh, to continue to learn and to grow, not just for the earning potential, but because I think um, um, Salesforce makes it um, makes it more exciting, you know, that you can achieve different levels of, you know, of ranger and mountaineer. And, and it makes it a little bit more it makes it more fun to learn. But also you do feel like part of a community uh, when you are upskilling in Salesforce. And I think employers really could latch onto that. I think they could really use the fact that when somebody is um, upskilling in Salesforce, there doesn't seem to be that feeling that they just want to stop as a Salesforce admin. Um, there we have our CPD program at Supermums, which is always always got really high levels of engagement. And that's not surprising, I think, when you look at that enthusiasm that's out there in the Salesforce Ohana, and you can see that there is this real enthusiasm to grow and to keep learning. Yeah, absolutely. And it's nice because Salesforce have this these Ohana values, don't they? And equality is one of those, um, which I think gets resonated throughout the whole of the ecosystem amongst the partners and companies and things like that. So Salesforce have set a tone, haven't they, around yeah. how equality is important? Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, employers, again, the, the challenges that employers have are always at this. Well, we have a lot of women at the sort of lower management sort of level, but it's it happens time and time again, whereas you go up through the organisation and you uh, you see the, the number of women that are represented at the tops of the department starting to decline. And then when you get right to the top of women in, on boards, 
that's where the numbers seem to be at the lowest. So it's such a shame. And I think this is why organisations really need to get on board with this. And there's no reason why it should stop. Um, you know, with, when we've been part of Salesforce strategy meetings, um, then you can you hear from Salesforce how there have been CEOs that have upskilled themselves in Salesforce, which has been really wonderful to hear about because they're recognizing that the data that makes up your organization is key to where your organization should be heading. It's key to that organization's vision and mission. So why should the people that are working with your data only be representative at the lower levels? You should be, those, you know, women should be represented throughout your organization, including from a data capacity. So, you know, I think employ employers are demonstrating this when their CEOs are, uh, are upskilling in Salesforce. I think that's a fantastic thing to see. And it would be great to see more of that. Cool. Absolutely. So today we're going to be looking more about what companies can do, um, which is great. But also what I want to just put a shout out to is that, you know, women can be scared of going for higher level positions as well, because the reality is they feel that it's going to be more pressure and it will eat into their work life balance. So just as a heads up on the series five of the podcast shows, we are talking about how women can retain that work life balance and can ask for a promotion without compromisation. So it does work two ways, you know, companies can only obviously promote women who want to get promoted and rise up to leadership levels. But I think we need to collectively demystify and support companies as well as in, as well as women to tackle that issue because women will not go for that promotion if they feel that it's going to compromise their work life balance and everything else within it. So there's there's two sides to this fence, isn't there? Um, yeah. In terms of what we do, so let's talk about what a company can do about creating a strategy. You mentioned a forty point action plan earlier. Like, what are the kind of things that are in that action plan and strategy that a company can start put into place? Yeah, and um, so um, so I think we talked a lot in the in the forty top tips about tips around policy. So it's it's so important to talk about organisational policies and how they support women, not just with the provision itself and any enhancements that you're hopefully offering, but in the language that they're written as well and whether they're welcoming or whether they kind of give off this air of reluctance, which I've seen quite a lot in policies where it's almost seen as well these are your rights. And we don't really want to talk about rights. It's almost like we, we are glad to be giving these enhancements and these provisions to you. Mm. I think it's such a shame policies are often so written in a very legalistic tone when they needn't be at all. And people also think about policies for women as being limited to maternity leave packages, when actually there's so much more that an employer can be doing to support the attraction and recruitment and retention and progression of women in the workplace. So signposting is really important as well. Um, because I think it's great to have progressive policies, but we'll be talking in the levelling up blogs and events about how you highlight them and when you highlight them and how you're making sure that your people are engaging with them and even maybe suggesting improvements to your policies as well and opening up the ch channels. We'll be talking about some great employer examples of how enhancements and um, additional benefits within policies have led to directly to improvements. Um, and I'm really looking forward to um, to sharing all of um, all of these examples, and also um, you know hopefully some case studies as well from um, from supermums um, and from those who have gone on from training into work. Mm. I think as well as the policies for women, another thing that's overlooked is how organisations are actually using policies for men and for dads as enablers, because obviously wherever you have a policy which makes working life easier for dads. And for men, you're enabling, hopefully, a, a woman up there at the other side, potentially. So, so I think that that's very important too. 
Women are also carers, the majority of, as we know, uh, majority of carers are women. So, you know, policies around carers, women experiencing menopause as well for those organisations who have um, managed to, uh, to introduce menopause policies are seeing the benefits too. And then obviously on top of all of this, you've got flexible working. And we're not just talking about remote working, which the pandemic has uh, has has brought to light and when you know flexible working doesn't have to be just about whether you can work from home or not because as you know you know in lots of people with with in lots of roles they can't work from home so mm. we'll be talking about the tools that you need to you know how you can we'll be talking about how you can assess a role based on the tools that you need the timing that it needs to be worked mm. out in the hours that you need and and the parts of the role that require concentration and collaboration to be able to talk about what's the maximum capacity for flexibility in a role mm. so there's lots that an organization can be looking at when it comes to policy not just the provision themselves the, the, not just the provision itself and then outside of that you know it's, it's important to bring those policies to life so not just to have great policies but also for to create a culture where women can envisage a long-term career at an organisation. And that is a bit more difficult to do, I think, to move from policy into practice. I think you've got to bring those policies to life by gathering feedback from your people in lots of different ways, by offering effective support networks as well and ensuring lifelong learning, which is something we've always been really positive about at Supermums. Even for those people that have gone on from training into work, we invite everybody into our CPD programme and it's so exciting to see the levels of engagement that we've had. And I think it's important because nobody stays in a role if they feel stagnant, mm -hmm. even if the money is great. All the best research says that striving for a great salary will motivate a person towards promotion but it won't keep you there it won't keep you in that role so um so i think organizations need to be investing in their people supporting them nurturing their professional growth and again supporting dads as enablers and, and support for women at all ages and stages of their employment cycle you know you can also look at how organizations are truly supporting women by training up their people in diversity and inclusion and in what unconscious and implicit bias really is and the, the level of responsibility that we all have to create an inclusive workforce. So we'll be covering a lot to do with that as well in the levelling up programme that we'll be running over the next few months. And, you know, and it really helps as well to have external organisations to help you to fly this flag. I think when you become a you know member or you um, when an organization uh, becomes a sort of corporate partner or a member of an organization to to show that they are getting help with flying this flag really demonstrates that gender pay gaps and digital skills gaps are priorities for lots of organizations not just your own and i think then one of the things i also really encourage organizations to to think about is not just putting changes in their policies and supporting women through their policies and asking for their feedback and supporting them in the workplace but additionally on top of all of this how is this fitting into your organizational strategy and i think this is key because an organization's commitment to progress really should tie into their overall vision and mission who is responsible for making sure that you're getting traction on the things that you need how are you tracking the improvements uh, to your gender pay, to closing your gender pay gap? What strategies do your, does your commitment to progressing women feature in? And I think this is so important, especially for us at Supermums, because if you can weave your 
uh, commitment to progress when it comes to recruiting and retaining and progressing women, then it should be appearing in your IT strategies and there are measurables created around it. So there's got to be therefore an accountable lead. There's got to be somebody who's responsible for that part of the strategy who ideally needs to make sure that that key performance indicator is hit. Somebody who is responsible for making sure that anything that's in those strategies is achieved by the end of the year. So that's just another one of the things that I'll be going into further detail about in the leveling up blogs and events and the sorts of ways that you can be tracking and creating measurables around this, because I think it's the only way that you can truly pinpoint what's working, what isn't, how can we progress, what do we need to progress with and who do we need help with mm. from with being able to progress with closing our digital skills gap and our gender pay gap. God, there's so many things there, isn't it? And that's why you need like a strategy and you need to really think through it because you can say, oh yes, we want to hire more women, but there's loads that goes behind that and all those things that you mentioned already, your head's like, oh, I've got to do this, 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 and this. And, and that's why, you know, the leveling up campaign and your passion to kind of support companies on this journey over a period of a year is you're not going to do everything straight away, right? You know, there's certain things you can implement and start to shift. But the business benefits are obviously clear, right? You know, they're going to, retain people for longer um, because they're going to provide those open opportunities and when um, I was listening to the trailblazing women talk last night that Salesforce were hosting and it where it was very much around you know making sure that you're putting your arms around women in roles around and particularly if they're in leadership and management roles like I loved that uh, comment that one of the panelists talked about um, and by putting your arms around them it's not like you know you know making go oh, they really need help it's kind of like Anybody in a management or leadership position should be benefiting from leadership coaching and training and skills because, you know, every role you step into, you're learning new things, you're weathering new challenges. Um, and Absolutely. so the same goes for men, right? We're not saying it's women or men, but the reality is, is, you know, does your company have that type of support in place? Because for women, you are balancing multiple things, particularly if they go off maternity leave and come back. Um, so... It's great to see what you're you're going to be working with and, you know, working with some of the great companies that we've got on board already, you know, really making people accountable and to shout about their successes at the end of the year. Because like you say, if they can measure it and then promote that to potential new hires and to the social media space, you know, it shows what they're doing to their existing employees as well as new people coming to work for them. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, so thank you, Stella, so much for sharing all of that. What we will do is share the link to the 40 top tip action plan in the podcast notes so you can download that if you want to get involved. And Stella, what's the best way for people to reach out to you if they want to get involved in levelling up? Absolutely. I would love for people to uh, to reach out to me. And also, uh, we, as part of the levelling up programme, we will be talking about how employers can join us as an employer employer partner so that you can work with us on a more long-term basis to be able to demonstrate commitment to progress so really very excited about that and if you have any questions you want to get involved in the leveling up program or join us as an employer partner do email me at stella at supermums.org and we can talk about it further talk about what specific challenges you have and also what achievements you've had as well this is a great way as, as well as heather said about um it's a great way to be able to shine a spotlight onto your achievements and showcase your achievements, as well as talk about the things that you know you need to do as an organisation to be better. 
Love that. Thanks so much, Stella. It's great to have you here today and to talk through it all. Hopefully for all the listeners, you've got some ideas about what you can do as a company. But equally, as I mentioned, if you're a woman today, thinking about what your company can do, like lobby for it, you know, take this to them, tell them about the levelling campaign, encourage them to get involved. Um, and also think about, you know, what your role and commitment is to upskilling um, and your promotion opportunities. Because if you're listening to this thinking, well, you know, I'm one of those people that doesn't necessarily want to progress my career because I'm worried about that balance make sure you listen to some of our other podcast shows coming up so you can start to think about well actually is that really the case Um, and actually whether a promotion opportunity is something that you could consider so thank you for joining us I look forward to seeing you on the future shows Um, if you like the session today please do rate and review on iTunes we'd really welcome your feedback so other people can see what you think about the show and if you want to get more involved as Stella mentioned you can email her at stella at supermums.org and and you can visit our website at supermums.org as well brilliant thank you so much speak to you soon bye we have the stronger women summit coming up which is all about coaching women to success and making them feel confident and empowered to achieve their life and career goals so please find the registration link for that coming up in the show notes and we look forward to seeing you there